0: And here we are, Raider Nation, live from the scene of the crime. The Oyo Underground Lounge, 115 East Tropicana Ave is where I'm at right now. And you know it's a good day when I'm not in the studio. And that is nothing against our studios because our studios are a nice, fine establishment. I'd love to be in studio hanging out with Damon, But it's even better when I get to hang out outside of the studio. And, of course, coming off a big football weekend where there was a lot that went down, not only with the Raiders but a across the NFL, a lots of – Good games, lots of strange, questionable games. How you, how you doing? And a lot of okay. That's positive if you're looking from a, a Raiders point of view, or even another team. If you're if you're a fan of another team, you might be looking and say, okay, I see. That's a nice little that's a nice little win. That's a nice little L. Whatever you want to look at it. NFL weekend number two was very exciting. So uh, now we have Monday Night Football. Now we have two teams that are 0-1, but that will not be the the, the case after tonight. And of course, the Green Bay Packers are one of those teams. Very surprised by their first week one outcome and the way that they played poorly. Do not expect to see that tonight. Do not expect to see Aaron Rodgers go out like that. And the Detroit Lions, who normally I would say, oh, that's a, an that's a L, Lions. You're going to catch that L. Well, they did come back against the 49ers last week. So, uh, you know, never know what you're going to see from the team that likes to ha- or has a head coach that likes to bite off kneecaps. And I don't think that joke will ever get old. Even though I don't even laugh at it anymore, it's just one of those situations. Like, whenever you talk about Dan Campbell, you just got to talk about the fact that he talks about biting off kneecaps. And I think that that was aggressive, and I think that was awesome. For a team that probably doesn't have a whole lot to get excited about, that was kind of cool. So, I tell you all that to tell you, tonight, Monday Night Football is going to go down right here where I'm at right now, the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, 115. East Tropicana Ave, right across from the MGM. We have all kind of prizes that were just delivered to us. Go on, thumb me one of those. Thumb me one. Of, let me see your arm. No, no, I don't want the calendar. I want the ball. I don't need. Okay, well, I'm going to get the calendar instead. I wanted a ball, but I got a calendar full of Hooter girls. I guess that'll work. <laughs> I guess that'll do. So I got the 2021 Hooters calendar in my hand right now. Let's check this out. Elizabeth. Alyssa and Victoria are all on the back of the calendar. And this would be, I don't know who's on the front. We'll do some investigating. Jeff here, we'll do some investigating and find out who's on the front. But we have some of these sitting on our table that we're going to give away. And we have a lot of specials going on here, so you can go and get prepared for your your drinking and and eating pleasures as you prepare for Monday Night Football. Now throw that ball to me. Let me see your arm, man. Throw that ball to me one time. How How do I, the loudest dude in the room, get ignored? Throw the ball at me one time. They're really not going to throw the ball at me, Jeff. They are totally not going to throw the ball at me, but it's cool. We have all kinds of prizes. We also have some Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts. Everything that I just said went over their head. It was great. It was awesome. (laughs) Sometimes that happens when you're on location. You just don't know. But we do have some Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts. Those are some exclusive T-shirts. Oh, I like that. Nice little Hooters koozie. Nothing, Nothing like keeping your beer cold with some Hooters. There's the ball. Throw the ball. There we go. Hey, it's a nice Nerf football with the little Modelo black Raiders symbol. Check that out, Jeff. you to do something good with it, man. So, yeah, we got the hookup here. We got all kind of prizes. This is fantastic. All you need to do is come on by, hang out. Looks like there's a nice sign. Ooh, Modelo, a nice Modelo. This is one of those you hang up in your man cave. An official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders. Cerveza Modelo. Nineteen twenty-five. That's what. So this is pretty fancy. This would look good in the man cave. I'm just saying, fellas. I got all kind of prizes sitting here at the table. Now I'm missing is you. Come on by, fellas, ladies. As long as you can hear my voice, come on by and hang out at the underground lounge. I'm gonna be doing this show, Unnecessary Roughness, till four o'clock. But I'm I'm gonna be here for quite a while. And why wouldn't I be? Back in Texas, a lot of folks don't know this. Mama Q knows this, but a lot of folks don't know. Every Thursday, I used to hang out with the fellas. There was a group of guys that I called the fellas, right? And we always hung out at Hooters every Thursday at 3 p.m. And uh, it was funny. We were called the TABC, the um, Texas Alcohol um, Bar Crew or something like that. Like, that's how we broke it down, right? We were having we were having some beers, and we were, you know, just watching the games or whatever was on TV, and so we, we always hung out at Hooters at 3 o'clock every, every single Thursday. So. I'm keeping the tradition alive, but I'm doing it on Monday for Monday Night Football, and I'm at the Underground Lounge, and if you're hungry and want some food, there's plenty of great eats from Hooters. So see, it all comes together. That's how I tie all these things together. So, Damon, I know as you're in studio, I know you realize that I have a lot going on here, and you're not here to enjoy this, so I apologize off top.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm super jealous right now as I'm sitting back here by my lonesome. You know, got a little ESPN on the TV, but, you know, that's all I got.
0: Right. Well, you know, you could be here, but you're not. But I Jeff even had a friend here.
1: text me. He's like, hey, are you at the OYO with Q? He's like, I'm <laughs> going to watch the game there tonight. See? He's like, man, you enjoy yourself, man. I'm just Q, man. Just Q.
0: Well, you know what? The thing about it is, oh, well, I know you'll be you'll be running uh, in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, but you can come down afterwards because that's over at 6, so you can still come down. We'll still be partying, man. The foot- football game gets going, and, and this is the spot to be. And, again, I'm going to have Jeff take a picture of everything that's on this table. I mean, we have... A lot of stuff. I'm going to tweet it out in just a few minutes, at your boy Q254, from calendars to Raider Nation Radio T-shirts. Hey, there you go. All right, I'm looking at some uh, Instagram, and there's Eden. Oh, that's Eden's on there. All right, see? Look at that. We did a little bit of investigating, and we got it all covered. Hold on, i got to pause for picture.
1: All right, guys, that's cute. pauses for that picture, the celebrity all <laughs>
0: No, I had to pause for the picture, man. You can't talk and take a picture at the same time. Well, of course, time, that's why messes, I decided I'd take over for, you know, you're a man the of the
1: people. You're a man <laughs> of the people. Hey, man, somebody might bring a baby up and say, can you sign my baby next? I don't know what's going to happen.
0: I don't sign babies. I don't <laughs> sign babies, man. No siree. That's just a way to try to get a... Uh, caught up on some more child support. That's not me. (laughs) I'm not going to do that, my man. But I will hook you up with some prizes if you come by and hang out. And I'm just excited, like I said, to be here and be out of the studio. And, oh, by the way, coming off a great weekend of uh, fantastic uh, football when it comes to the Raiders and the way that they were able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 26-17. And, you know, coming off of week one, Damon. You could say, hey, that was, a, that was a good game. The Raiders played really well. They came up with the victory. But there was also a little element of they just got lucky at the right time as well. They had a couple bou- uh, balls bounce their way, and that was good. On Sunday, as I was sitting there in, in, at Heinz Field in Pittsburgh watching the game, the, the Raiders were the better team. It wasn't about getting lucky here, getting lucky there, getting a bounce to go this way or, you know, a big play that had to happen and you got it to go your way. It had nothing to do with that. They were the better team. On Sunday, and that's what really impressed me from that victory is that they went out there, and I know that Pittsburgh scored a touchdown and, and took the lead for a quick second, but the the Raiders were a much better team. Got a couple turnovers early, got the interception. Trayvon Mullen had it. Uh, then they caused a, a, a fourth down turnover on downs as they hit Big Ben and they hit him hard. And uh, man, I'll tell you, that's a big man to go down. And, and he was getting drilled by Crosby. He was getting drilled by whoever wanted to hit him. Solomon Thomas had his day with two sacks and, and a lot of pressure. And Ngakwe, even though he wasn't 100%, played almost 30 snaps, he was out there making it making it happen. And it's just that was an impressive way to go on the road on a short week, early kickoff, which, again, I've said it multiple times that I don't really even consider that a factor too much anymore. I think that the Raiders are have overcome that early kickoff thing that they – Used to be plagued by uh, years ago. I think that they've done a lot better job overcoming that. But they had a lot of elements against them. They didn't have their star running back in Josh Jacobs. Their starting right tackle goes out at halftime, and he's done. They have a touchdown taken off the board because of a holding penalty. I mean, there was a lot of things that went wrong. They had those two turnovers that I talked about, and they only scored six points off of it. But still found a way to come away with the 26-17 victory over Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers to move to 2-0 on the season. So, Raider Nation, I want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. One, I want you to stop by. Jeff is so cool because he knows me so well. Whenever he has this set up for me, he always sets up an extra headset and says, Q, I need you to invite some people to hop on the show with you when you get here. So that's what I'll do because Jeff wants me to do it in a major way. He's always eager for people to sit down and hop on the headset. I'm going to invite you to come on by and hang out with me here as Jeff is – completely agreeing with me right now that that is absolutely what he says every single time that I get here. Underground Lounge, again, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino, 115 East Tropicana, right across from the MGM. You cannot miss us. Parking is free. Can't go wrong. If it ain't free, it ain't me. That's my motto. And I got a lot of free here. There's a lot of free T-shirts. There's a free football. There's some koozies. There's some Hooter calendars, Hooter Girls calendars. I need to save one for Pops and send it back to Texas. That's what I should do, huh? I should, I'm going to save one for Pops and send it back to Texas. He'll be appreciative of that. Got a, got a Modelo sign, Raiders, official Cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders. That goes in a man cave. That's awesome. Shout out to my man Doug. He just texted me and said, sounds like a cool place. It is. It is. And then my guy John just hit me. Awesome. Raiders are killing it. I know you're in heaven. A couple text messages I got on my direct. On my, my direct connect, AKA myself. <laughs> But I do want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Also got the Salmon Ass text line wide open like some old-school TV antenna, 69187, keyword R&R. And if you're going to text in, make sure you use the, the the number 69187. That is the phone number. And then you're going to put in the letters R-N-R. And then your message, and then it will be sure to get to us. And so I definitely have the the text line wide open, so you can hit me up right now, and I'll get to those. But uh, first, we do have a couple callers that we'd like to get to at the Raider Nation listener line. And, uh, Damon who do we have up first?
1: As always, Gangster Raider.
0: Gangster Raider, what's up, G? What's on your mind this afternoon? Raiders. Now, I told y'all we were gonna start off
2: 2 a no, and I was wrong about the shutout or whatever. But I, I predict we get our shutout next week against Miami. You know what I'm saying? And it's setting up perfect because we're starting off two and zero. We got a chance to go three and zero against Miami. Then if we do go three and zero, we got a Monday night against the discharges in our own um, vacation home so far. And that's a Monday night game, and it's going to be nothing but Raider Nation there. We're going to take over so far. I'm telling you, every time we play the Chargers, it's like another home game. And for that to be on Monday night and we can go 4-0, and it's setting up to be perfect. You know what I'm saying? And, and Derek Carr, he played perfect. When he played like that, I have no complaints. That's my quarterback. When you play like that and when we got the play, defense clicking like it's clicking, even with the injured players out, when we do get our players back, even if we don't, I don't see nobody beating us. we going 17-0, and 20-0 with the Super Bowl. You heard it from Gangsta Raider first. You know what I'm saying? And on cue, what yep. I went to ask you was when you was there in Pittsburgh, was the, I heard the nation was there pretty deep, and they kept saying Raiders. Was it true? And was our, um, was our contingency there thick?
0: Yeah, yeah, and thank you for the call, Gangster Raider. I appreciate you. And that's a bold prediction right there going 17 and 0 and then going and win the Super Bowl. I mean, ain't nobody done that. I mean, there's no ever been a 17 game uh, regular season. So, that's that's kind of lofty expectations. I do believe the Raiders are going to lose a game or two here or there, but uh, man, they're they're getting off to a really good start, 2 and 0. And I will say this about the crowd in Pittsburgh and the Raiders and Raider Nation all around the city of Pittsburgh. It definitely was represented in a major way, even on the airplane. And I'll tell you, I took the hardest route ever to get to Pittsburgh. You know, most people that have half a brain would have just taken a direct flight, right, go to Vegas to Pittsburgh. What's so hard about that? Q had to go from Vegas to Orlando, hang out for a couple of hours, watch Alabama and Florida, and then go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know. As Jeff is shaking his head at me, that made no sense. That's what I did to get there, and then to get back I decided to go Pittsburgh to Chicago to Las Vegas, so I was on a tour. I was on a, I was like a, I was like Bel Biv DeVoe back in the day. I was on tour, you know what I mean? I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I was all over around the place. So, yeah, it was it was funny, but I'll tell you, every plane plane I was on and every airport that I was in, and it felt like I was in a bunch of them. Raider Nation was representing in a major way. Now, I'll say this. There was a lot of Pittsburgh fans that were flying in from all over as well, as Pittsburgh Steeler fans do represent in a major way. But the one thing that kind of shocked me, and I don't know what it looked like on TV because I was in the press box, there was a lot of empty seats at Heinz Field. I got there, and I was probably mm, maybe 30, 45 minutes early before the game started, just in time to, you know, get a little bit of grub in the press box and kind of take a couple pictures and check out the scene. I was really surprised that there wasn't a ton of, like, it wasn't packed out. Now, they announced 61,000-plus as the crowd, but it just, to me, and I'm sitting in the press box, so I I mean I didn't have the view of the whole stadium. It didn't look like that to me. It looked like it was a little light. So that was just me from what I saw. I did hear people say that on TV it sounded like it was a super loud Pittsburgh crowd, but and sometimes they did. You know, there was third and long or whatever, and, and when they're supposed to get loud, they got really loud. They did, but it just was surprising to me that it looked like the, there was a lot of seats that were empty there at Heinz Field. And I don't know, and I guess I should have done the research on exactly how many a sellout is, all the, all the seats, how many that would be. Uh, I'll have to check that out in the commercial break. But thank you so much for that that call, my man. I do appreciate you. And, yes, Raider Nation showed up and uh, did a heck of a job. Uh, DeMond, who do we got up next?
1: Raider Bob in Detroit.
0: Raider Bob in Detroit. That's one place I didn't go <laughs> on my mission. I probably should have gone to, De- uh, to Detroit. Raider Bob Raider Rob or Bob, what's on your mind?
3: Yeah, next time, maybe you can stop in Detroit. <laughs> anyway, uh, the last caller mentioned, kind of mentioned it, that we started out now, we've got three home games because a game in SoFi will be, a, in effect, a home game. So yeah, yep. we should, if we don't have a letdown, be 5-0, and o, wouldn't you think?
0: I mean, in theory, on paper, you could say that there's a really good chance of that, but, I mean, you got to take these weeks – one game at a time. Oh, I,
3: I know. You know? I know what you mean.
0: Miami's going to be tough, even though they look like they're a wounded duck right now, but they're going to be tough.
3: Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I agree. And uh, I wanted to ask what, with Ngakwe, I, I didn't catch too much of uh, what he did on the field. Did he contribute much, or is for me, did he play much because he's hurt?
0: Some? Right. Yeah, I mean, he, he went out there. He played almost – I think he played 29 snaps, and he was – you can see he was effective, but he wasn't 100%. But he did – I think he did help out. Him and Max really helped uh, create a lot of pressure where Big Ben had to step up, and then when he stepped up, Solomon Thomas was able to get to him.
3: Yeah, he had a big game, Solomon Thomas.
0: Yep, exactly. Exactly. So,
3: I'm liking what I'm seeing uh these guys, the defense.
0: Me too. Me too. Yeah. I really do. I enjoy, I enjoy when they're on the field, and that, it's been a long time, I think, since Raider Nation's had an opportunity to say that. So – yeah, I enjoy what I see when it's when the defense is on the field. All right. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Good stuff right there. And uh you said Raider Mike is up next, to Mon? What's up, Q? Chilling, man, chilling.
4: Uh hey, did, did you uh do an impression of me in Pittsburgh on the Franco station?
0: <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I did. Oh not. bummer, man.
4: You missed <laughs> a chance. Anyway, uh I am just utterly proud of this team. I mean, it's, it's beautiful to watch. It's like you just said. I, I used to be absolutely horrified and terrified of our defense coming on the field. Oh, yep. here we go. We're going to give the bleed right back. <laughs> and uh, it was almost guaranteed. So right now it's like uh, back in '02 or even better, the mid-'70s, where I actually almost like watching the defense more than the offense. Right. Um, it's been a long, long time since that, that has happened. And yep. the guys that are stepping up are the guys who had the big question marks. Other than Arnett, who I think is going to be a boss for some reason. But anyway, Abram, he was spot on, especially after getting schooled yeah. by Harris.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he
4: got, got thrown to the ground Well, a couple of plays later. He took Claypool completely out when he tried to hurdle him. That was a beautiful play. And he just he, he seemed to be where he's supposed to be for the first time in his career as a Raider. Yep. Gus Bradley has taught the man how to play this game, at least in his system. So I'm very proud of that. And we did this without Jacobs, and they pretty much took out Waller almost. I mean, not completely. Right. He had a couple key grabs. But look at Ruggs. I mean, everyone labeled him a bust. Right. Hell right, no. Right. <laughs> he he, he what was it five for 123 yards or whatever it was?
0: Yeah, something like that. And that, that.
4: last touchdown—could you believe that football went off the screen for <laughs> a few seconds? That's one of the longest, cool. It reminded me of a Lamonic uh, Mad Bomber to Clem Daniels back in the day. So there you
0: go, there you go. That
4: was awesome to watch. So I'm just utterly proud. My heart is swelling now. And the best part of this, though, was when when uh, they clipped car to the ground, and the entire team runs over there, almost got down in like a Jesus prayer ceremony and resurrected car, Right, because I mean, that was early in the game, and he, he finished the game, and I, I think yep. he's going to play through this injury. Um, I think it's just a precaution, what they're saying about he, him being questionable, and uh, I think we're going to go 7-0 and before we lose. Whoa. So, All right. Right. Nice and schedule
0: good. Man. Okay, all right. I like it. I like it. Good call, man. Good call. And look, Gangster Raiders said seventeen and zero, and then twenty and zero with the Super Bowl. And then uh, we had my man from Detroit say five and zero before they lose, and now Raider Mike saying seven and zero. Raider Nation is feeling good today, and that's good. I'm I'm not mad at that at all. And uh, you know, I, I really I want to throw it out there, and I want to tell you who we got coming up on the show as well. Uh, now that the Raiders are two and zero, what are your thoughts? You know, where do they stack up against the tougher competition in the AFC? And is there any concerns that you still have when it comes to this team? Where do they stack up in the AFC? What are your thoughts on that? And are there any concerns that you still have on this team? Let me know about it. 702-365-9200. And then also got the Ash text line 69187 keyword R&R. Hit up Salmonashlaw.com because you deserve what's right. Now, before we go back to the – the listener in line, let me tell you the guests that we have coming up on the show. Raider Mike mentioned some old school Raiders. How about former Raider quarterback Jim Plunkett? He'll join the show. He's a weekly guest we have uh, following every Raider game. We'll have him at 2.30 on, uh, on on today. So so he'll come up in a few minutes to join us to talk about what he saw, including that, uh, that big bomb to Henry Ruggs. And I'm going to ask him if that reminded him of old Plunkett to – To branch type play, you know, and and it's funny that Raider Mike mentioned that the ball went off the screen. Uh, Henry Ruggs, after the game, said that was a moon ball. He said, man, that ball was up there forever, and his only thoughts were, go get it and don't drop it. Go get it and don't drop it because you know if you drop it, then all of a sudden you don't hear the end of it. And so uh, he went out there and he hit that other gear, and it's funny, it was on the press box side when Carr threw it. So we're watching Henry Ruggs, and I'm just kind of hawking him. I'm staring at him, and he's even with the DB. Then he's like a step on the DB. Then all of a sudden he's two steps ahead. Then he's like three steps ahead of the DB and the safety. It's just like boom. It just happens so quickly. Uh, dude's got that extra gear, and it's it's pretty special to see. So you know, that was a that was a nice, beautiful ball from Derek Carr to Henry Ruggs. And I remember looking at Vinnie Bonsignor in the in the in the press box, and, and Vinnie even said it was like, man, I think that Derek just said, you know what? Screw it. We're gonna take this thing deep. We're gonna go deep, and we're gonna close this thing out right now. And that's exactly what they did. And that's kind of what the Raiders. You know, that's what Al Davis used to say, right? Uh, we're going to take what we want. Not what the defense is giving us. We're going to take what we want. And it seemed like on that play, they took exactly what they want. So we got former Raider quarterback Jim Plunkett coming up at 2.30 in a matter of minutes. We also have Brian Salmon, sports director from News 3 in Las Vegas. He'll join us at 3.30 uh, to talk about the Raiders, talk about the 2-0 and start. And expectations for this upcoming week as uh, the Raiders turn their attention to the Miami Dolphins, who, as I mentioned, are battered and bruised. But they're an NFL team. That's why I caution. When you start saying 5-0, and 7-0, 17-0, 20-0, hey, man, look, these cats get paid. <laughs> these cats have some pride. And any given Sunday, anything could happen. There was a lot of people that were predicting the Raiders would be 0-2 right now instead of 2-0. So I don't want to go too far ahead. Miami was a team that went into Allegiant Stadium last year and got a win, even though they should have lost the game. But that defense that we were talking about w- gave it up. Just gave it up. Arden Key with a terrible penalty on Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Damon Arnett gave up the deep ball. Well, Damon Arnett gave up the deep ball yesterday as well, you know, and then decided that he thought he was still in college, and once the player hits the ground, then it's the play is over. When oh, no, you've got to make contact with that guy, and Chase Claypool jumped up and got some more yards. That's just one of those moments you got to learn from. you got to learn and improve, and it's, at, at this point, I know he's only a second-year guy. At this point, he's got to know that. He's got to know. That was just a mental error, a huge mental error that the Raiders can't have because, I mean, they they, they lucked out and they were able to escape, uh, you know, with the victory, and, and that one play and that ultimately turned into a touchdown uh, didn't come back to kill them, but it could have been. It could have been the difference in the game if, uh, you know, if, if things hadn't gone the right way, if they weren't able to rebound, if that had been one of those that kind of uh, crippled them, but it didn't. So, lucky for them, it did not. So, uh, good way to start things off, man. Definitely appreciate all the calls and the texts that we got so far. Uh, coming up next, as we're live from the OYO right now, uh, we are hanging out at the Underground Lounge. Come on by. We're going to be here. The show will be on till 4 o'clock, but I'll be here much later than that, and I have a ton of prizes. Tweeted out the picture of it so you can see the prizes that are on the table. Uh, come on by and pick them up, man. We got the Hooters Girls calendar. We got the koozies. We got some Raiders beads. Look at this, man. I could use these for Mardi Gras. Got some Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts. I'm locked and loaded. Come on by and get hooked up. We're going to be here for quite a while. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Jim Plunkett, former Raiders great quarterback. He's going to break down the game, what he saw, what his thoughts were. We'll do it next on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Give me your best. What's up, Raider Nation? This is uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920.
3: What's up, Raider Nation? This is Hall of Famer Tim Brown, and you listen to Raider Nation 920.
5: Welcome back. Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness.
1: Unnecessary roughness.
5: Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q.
0: Hanging out here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Raider Nation Radio 920. In a matter of minutes, we'll be joined by former great Raider quarterback Jim Plunkett as he breaks down what he saw from the Raiders. They improved the 2-0 on the season Want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. We'll take a quick call. How about Raider Mark in Henderson? What's on your mind this afternoon, my man?
5: Hey, what's up, Q, man? I, man, I, I, man, I apologize, man. I, I need to come see you, man. Yeah, you do. i introduce myself and say what's <laughs> up to you, man. You, man you're you off the chain, man. You're doing a fantastic. You and DeMond are doing a great job, man. Hey, uh, real, real quick on, on Wood, man. You got to give him uh, some time, man. He's a rookie. Man, he's going against Ingram and T.J. Uh, Watt, man. Those guys are those guys are beasts, man. And you gotta look at some of the plays that he went against them. He he held his own a couple of times. Is he making mistakes? Yeah, he's making mistakes. He's a rookie, uh, you know, Colt Miller, but but through the same situation when he was a rookie. Yeah. So you gotta give him time. Cable guys will get these guys straightened out, man. Hey, I wanna get shout out to DC, man. We know the MVP, DC. But I'm talking about the other DC, Daniel Carlson, man. He's mm-hmm. keeping us in the game, man. With those fine kicks, yeah, man. If he keeps going this way, we got we got a Pro Bowler right there. So. Give him some love, too. And the one thing, uh, Q, that, we're, that is really noticeable on the defense is the fact that the defense is so physical, man. You can see them frustrating the uh, 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 Pittsburgh, man. Those guys are having penalties because they're getting frustrated. They're spitting on us. They're, they're getting personal fouls. And, and the defense is so physical, man. It's, it, I, I'm so proud of those guys, man. And, and they're just doing, it, doing their thing, man. So,
0: hey, keep up the good work, Q. Uh, and I'll, I'll come see you, man, soon. You do that, my man. I appreciate you. Good call. And, yeah, uh, talking about Alex Leatherwood, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to have his up-and-down moments. He's a rookie. No doubt about that, and we'll get back to the rest of your call in a matter of minutes because right now, pleased to have on the phone line for another week is former great Raider quarterback Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920, and Plunk, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. We're so excited to have you on the show following another Raiders victory. They're now 2-0 and on the season, and uh, how impressed have you been just with the fact that they beat Baltimore at home, then go on the road on a short week and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers? Both teams are teams that are expected to be really good playoff teams. How impressed have you been so far? Oh, very
6: impressed. You know, uh, two solid football teams they've faced in the last two weeks, or in the last week, actually, and, uh, you know, always a contender, Baltimore and Pittsburgh in their division uh, and the playoffs. And, uh, you know, the way they move the ball against these very good, Two very good defensive units. Uh, uh, Somewhat surprising, but great to see.
0: What were your thoughts when you saw Derek Carr drop back to pass and and Henry Ruggs was streaking down the sideline? Did that give you an old plunket to branch-type feel when you saw that play?
6: Oh, kind of. Ruggs went right past everybody, especially the deep safety, and uh, Carr put it out there. Perfect throw, perfect catch, 61-yard uh, touchdown. Uh, it was very impressive and, and good to see. It reminds me of the old days uh, when uh, Cliff used to go out there and get behind no matter who was covering and come up with a big play. Uh, and that was uh, really, really thrilling.
0: You know, I said earlier in the show that I felt like that that was the moment when Carr and Ruggs and John Gruden said, hey, we're just going to take this. And it kind of took us back to the days when, you know, Al Davis used to always say, we're going to take what we not want, not what the defense gives us, but what we want. Did you kind of get that impression as well when you saw that play?
6: Well, now that you mention it, yeah, you know, you go after it. you got a guy who can run like a Ruggs can and uh, and Cliff did, uh, and, uh, you know, they, those kinds of receivers, they get on top of the defender before they know it, and all of a sudden they're right by him. The defender thinks he's got them you know, covered, and then they've just got that, that next gear that uh, takes them right past the defender. And, and more often than not, they come up with a big play like they did uh, uh, the other night.
0: Talking right now with former Raider great quarterback Jim Plunkett here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, a lot of us, including myself, thought that Derek Carr really had peaked last year, and just that's as good as he's going to get. But it seems like, Jim, he's taken another level, another step, and is really a leader and and really is going after it. Are you continuing to see a lot of growth from Derek?
6: I certainly am. You know, he's still a young quarterback uh, in this league, and, uh, you know, back-to-back games, uh when they really needed the passing game to work they did those were like i said very two, very two good defensive units and uh you know the way uh Carr was able to you know tear them apart literally right. uh, with a passing game uh you know it didn't help the running game as much as it could have in this last game against Pittsburgh but against Baltimore it did and uh you know you know they always say the run opens up the pass but in some cases it's the other way around and, you know, they ran the ball sufficiently, but not like where they, they would like to, but the passing game was working for them.
0: Dave, Derek Carr has thrown the ball 80-something times in really a matter of a week, as you mentioned, because of the Monday night football game and then turn around on a short week and play on Sunday. Right. What does what does that – I mean, what kind of mindset do you have to have to be able to throw that ball? I mean, that's not easy to throw the rock around the yard 80-something times like Derek's been doing.
6: Well, you know, in a sense it is. He's a young man, you know, uh, unlike me. And, uh, you know, you get fired up about it, too. You, you know, you – you feel confidence that keeps building each and every week. Uh, he's comfortable with his receivers. Uh, and, you know, and they spread the ball around. You know, it's hard for uh, any defense to, to, you know, as much as like to, to double-cover Waller. They just can't do that all the time because the Raiders have some explosive uh, receivers at the wideout. And, uh, you know, that really helps Derek Carr find somebody open. He's going to have somebody open usually most, most every down. He's got to go to the right guy, read the defense, and get him the ball, and that's what he's been doing. It's been very impressive.
0: We're always going to talk about Darren Waller. Henry Ruggs makes the big explosive plays, so we're going to talk about him. But how impressive has Hunter Renfro been as a guy that just makes himself available at all times for the quarterback?
6: Yeah, he's the guy you always depend on. You know, I had Bobby Chandler, I had Todd Christensen, who always found a way to get open. And it's not, it's not always going to be deep, but uh, he's going to make the move uh, that's going to get him open. And uh, all I've got, all the quarterbacks to do is find him and. You know, he's that kind of guy. You know, he'll find a way to get open no matter what the coverage is, no matter who's covering him, and he's the guy you can depend on because of his great hands and his clutch plays uh, and, uh, you know, move the ball forward, and that's what the Raiders are doing.
0: What does that do for a quarterback's confidence when they know that they have that old, reliable guy in a Hunter Renfro?
6: Oh, you know, I mean, you know, if you're in trouble, he's the guy you're going to go to nine times out of ten probably. Because uh, you know, probably he's going to find a way uh, to get himself over, and make himself available for the quarterback, and, and put himself in a good position to receive the ball. And that's exactly what Renfro does. Uh, and and even even if say he's being covered closely, you know, more often than not, he's going to come up with the ball, not the defender.
0: Talking right now with Jim Plunkett here on on. On uh, Raider Nation Radio, 920, Unnecessary Roughness. And and you mentioned the run game and that it wasn't as effective as they would like. And I know John Gruden likes to run the ball. It wasn't really there. But when they needed it the most, when they wanted to go ahead and and get a little of that time off that clock late in the game, they were able to get some pretty impressive runs. Uh, Is that just a a want-to mentality, the the offensive line and the running backs say, hey, we're going to go get this because we need it? Uh, that's what the rushing game is all about
6: usually. You, know, uh, you dig down deep. It hasn't been going well, but you've got to find a way to get it going and keep the ball away from the other team. You know, this was a close enough game where you know, every little bit helped, and they were able to you know, churn out a couple of first downs, some key runs. Uh, you know, not long, mind you, but enough to put you in a good situation on, on you know, second down and third down that you can convert and get that first down, and that's exactly what the Raiders did.
0: How uh, how impressive have you been by uh, offensive line coach Tom Cable? He's had to mix and match some different parts, but he's a- has been able to get it done with some young guys. And, you know, that-, that offensive line has to be that cohesive unit, and they haven't had that time to gel yet, but they're still getting the job done.
6: Yeah, it looks like they're gelling to me uh, with the numbers they've been putting up in the last two weeks or a week, as I said. But, uh, you know, Tom Cable, you know, is an excellent offensive line coach. He gets that uh, team coordinated and ready to play each and every Every week, and uh, you know, and Tom's been very successful at, at his job, and uh, you know, and I think uh, uh, Coach Gruden relies on him to, to you know execute, uh, get the timing on the offensive line, that whether they're pulling or man blocking. Uh, he, he's just very good at what he does, and and he relates to those those offensive linemen, and in return, you know, uh, they play their hearts out for him.
0: You know, we talked about the deep ball to Henry Ruggs and Derek Carr after the game. He talked a lot about trusting his receiver and saying, you know, in practice he goes and gets that. In practice he throws those 50-50 balls and and he believes that he's going to get those. Brian Edwards is going to go get those. Uh, How much confidence do you need as a quarterback to know that your guy is going to go make that play to even be able to throw that deep ball like that?
6: Yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, absolutely. Sometimes you either see him neck and neck or he's being well covered. But, you know, nine times out of ten, you, you've got the confidence that your guy is going to go after the ball and get it. And if he doesn't make the reception, at least he's not going to let the other guy catch it. He's going to knock it down and uh, not have it be, you know, a detriment, not have it be an interception. So, you know, and, and that comes over time, though. You, you know, you've got to experience together time after time. And, and the receiver's got to be in that position, uh, you know, for the quarterback to really have, rely on him to make that play one way or the other. Either knock it down or make that reception. And lately, uh, in these last two games, you know, they, more often than not, they've come up with the ball and made the big play.
0: Talking to Raider great Jim Plunkett right now on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness, live from the OYO. And uh, as far as the team now at 2-0, and oh, and, you know, you're going to start hearing headlines. People are going to start saying, look out for the Raiders. They got Miami coming to town now. How do you keep a level head as a team and, and as a quarterback and being a leader of that team, keeping everyone level-headed and grounded that, hey, this is a long marathon, not a sprint?
6: Uh, I think, uh, first of all, they've got a lot of experience on that football team, and and they know what it's like uh, uh, grinding it out week after week. Uh, and also, uh, Coach Gruden is is the guy who's not going to let them get uh, too uh, too confident in what they're doing. He's going to grind them. He's going to get on them. Uh, make sure uh, at practice that they're executing, that their their heads in the game at practice as well as in the game uh, uh, on Sunday. And you know, he's he dr- he drives them very hard. And in return, he gets he gets results, and and I think uh, they know that, and you know they listen to coach and his assistants, and you know they're going to go out and execute their their game plan uh, uh, the way they did all week long.
0: Following yesterday's game, we were in the media session, and every player to a T said how much that they love to play for the guy next to him, and how much it's a family and a camaraderie. Uh, and I always say that that's what you need. You need to have that element to, to have a special team. Uh, what, what does that mean when everybody like, likes everyone and is really like, joyous to play with them and is excited to come to work?
6: Uh, you know, that has a big part of your success. There's no question about it. Uh, you know, when things are going well in particular, uh, you know, you fight for one another. You, you make that block that's going to spring that receiver. Or if it's third and long, you're going to try extra hard uh, to protect your quarterback so he can make that uh, third down conversion. Uh, and there's a lot to be said about that. You know, you still have to have the talent. You still have to be a good football team. Uh, but camaraderie, I think, is, is a crucial part of, of playing, playing well on, on Sundays.
0: And how long – this is probably one of my uh, most exciting questions. I'm so fired up about this question. How long do you think it takes, and how long did it take for you and, and the team that you were on to realize that, hey, this is a special unit. We have an opportunity to do something special here.
6: Oh, you know, it took me a long time. You know, I started out in New England, you know, uh, started off pretty, pretty good and pretty healthy. Uh, things went sour. San Francisco did not work out for me. It took me a while. Uh, when I got to the Raiders, those guys, you know, uh, and not that, that the other guys didn't, but, they, you know, they were a talented group of men that I was surrounded by. And if I did my job, I knew they were going to do theirs. So, you know, it was incumbent upon me to, to get the job done at my position. And that's what I certainly tried to do because you don't want to let anybody else down on your football team.
0: Talking to Jim Plunkett right now on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. And final question for you. Uh, I mentioned Miami, and they look like uh, Tua's going to be a little banged up. I don't know if he's going to play or not. He's dealing with a rib injury, which is obviously not very good for a quarterback. But uh, a team that just got beat as bad as they did, I believe 35-0, uh, how dangerous is that team the next week knowing that they do not they want to get that taste out of their mouth?
6: Oh, you know, undoubtedly, you know they're going to come out ready and fired up. Uh, whether or not uh, to his, to, to playing or not, uh, whoever's going to take his place is, you know, it's going to be ready. To, you know, because you don't like to be embarrassed on Sunday afternoons, and uh, you know uh, they're going to try to make up for what happened the week before, and you have to be ready for that. They're going to be fired up, then you got to play your own game. Uh, uh, you know, you're you're learning that you're you're a very good football team on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. Um, that, you know, you're not going to let up. You're not going to let a team that's struggling a little bit, especially if they don't have their quarterback uh, starting, uh, you're not going to let them in the game, hopefully.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, the Raiders starting off 2-0, and and they have a, a very winnable game. But at the same time, those are a bunch of professionals that get paid and have a lot of pride, like you mentioned. So uh, they've got to be on their A game to, to continue and, and be 3-0 and and keep on uh, opening eyes in the AFC and across the NFL. Uh, Jim, thank you so much for your time. It's always great to catch up with you each and every week following a, a Raiders win or a loss. I, I definitely appreciate you, and I look forward to talking to you next week.
6: Uh, looking forward to another victory, hopefully. All right, thank you very much.
0: There you go, there you go. Raiders great, former Raider great quarterback Jim Plunkett with us on Unnecessary Roughness. He joins us each week following a Raiders game. So last week it was on Tuesday, today it's on Monday, but it's always great to hear the insight from a guy who's been there, done that uh, successfully and unsuccessfully, as he mentioned. You know, it took him a while to get going, but when he got going, he got cooking, well, look out. And so right now the Raiders are cooking as they're 2-0, and but don't want to get too far ahead of themselves and think that, uh, you know, it's in the bag because – well, there's still 15 more games to go, Raider Nation, 15 more, but you can't ask for a better start than what the Silver and Black have done, 2-0 on the season. 2.45 is the time. We're live here at the OYO inside. Well, we're inside the OYO at the, the lounge, the underground lounge. There's all kind of food. There's all kind of prizes on the table. Hooters calendars, got Hooters koozies, got Raider Nation Radio 2 2- 920 T-shirts. I got a football I just threw to my guy Ryan. It just showed up. Happy that he's here. And you can come here, too, and get hooked up with some of these prizes, plus have some of this fantastic food. Jeff's been eyeing the menu. He's going to get some uh, get some food here in a minute. I don't know what he's going to order, but he's going to order something because he's always hungry. So we're going to make sure he gets taken care of in a major way. Danny might. Danny's been up here fighting with Damon behind the scenes, so I don't know where, I don't know who's they, – they might have to arm wrestle to see who gets their food. But we're here. We're going to have a good time. Monday Night Football. Live from the Underground Lounge, it's 2.45, and this is Radio Nation Radio 920.
1: Back to
5: Unnecessary Roughness, live from the Oyo Hotel and Casino Underground Lounge.
0: And we are back. 2.49 is the time. Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel. Plenty of TVs. Plenty of drink specials. Got the menus here. Beer, cheese, and pretzels. Beer, cheese, and pretzels is good. I'm always I'm going through the stuff that I would order and the stuff that I have ordered. Told you, I'm a I'm a hooter dude. Original buffalo shrimp. Those are really good. I love those buffalo shrimp. Like, all of a sudden, Jeff Jeff is all of a sudden, all I did is mention one food, and Jeff's like, okay, hold up now. Hold up. Baja fish tacos, Baja shrimp tacos. I think we're just going to order one of everything. They told us to order, and the, the mistake that they made is tell us to go ahead and order something. They'll bring it to us because they don't know radio dudes. Radio dudes will order everything in the building, especially if it's the right price, (laughs) free. We will go for it. So we'll get some wings. We'll get some sandwiches. I got some burgers. You can build your own burger, BYOB. I got fried chicken. I like this, man. There's a lot of good stuff here. Twisted Texas Melt. A big hootie. I'll get you a big hootie, Jeff.
1: Please tell us what's a big hootie.
0: Two one half pound patties on a toasted bun topped with lettuce, tomato, onions, and your choice of cheese. You got to get Swiss. I mean, you don't have to. That's just my suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like, all right, a big hoodie.
0: Yeah, get you a big hoodie, man. I ain't mad at that. A couple text messages we got on the salmon ass text line 69187. 69, 69- no, it's not. That doesn't sound right. What did I do here? Six nine one eight seven. It is. Why? Why did all of a sudden that not sound right at all? <laughs> that just sounded bad. <laughs> I just all of a sudden thought, wait a minute, what's going on here? That sounded. I want to look into that. <laughs> that's some police activity right there. I I don't think I've ever broken it down that slow, and maybe it never sounded like that to me. Six nine one eight seven. Right now, someone's like, oh, that's not good. Keyword R and R. Wow. Big Dub Raider Q, thanks for all you do from the podcast and the radio station. Very happy with the team win yesterday. Happy DC has at the very least a middle of the road defense. Go Raiders! I agree. The defense is really uh, the main thing. The defense is big. I mean, with them going out there and playing the way that they're playing, it allows Derek Carr, it allows John Gruden, it allows everyone just to go out and do their thing and and be comfortable and just say, hey. We don't have to press. We don't have to score seven every single time. We could be comfortable with getting a turnover and and only getting three points out of it because our defense will get the ball back for us. That's the that's what you get when you have a defense that's middle of the pack. I uh, got another text. The only thing I'm concerned with is the mounting injuries to keep players if they continue. We need a healthy car, Jacobs and Gakwe and Incognito. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. That's, that's what it is. That's really what it boils down to, man, the injuries. The injuries are, are something. Incognito, I don't know when he's going to come back. Uh, John Gruden talked earlier to the media and mentioned that Josh Jacobs is uh, very questionable, so I'm sure he's not going to play on Sunday. And he's got a toe injury. That's the thing about it. He's got a toe injury. And he's a running back. These things don't really go hand in hand where it's like this is going to be a quick fix. That's why people said, oh, just sit him out one week and bring him back. Just one week doesn't mean he's going to be healthy. So, you know, I I don't know when Josh Jacobs is going to be back, but that's definitely something to pay attention to. Because you want a healthy Josh Jacobs, he is your he is your engine. He's the guy that makes everything go. Uh, you really want him, and, and and luckily for the Raiders, they've been able to allow Derek Carr to be the engine to make everything go, and that defense to be able to be the engine. And you know, it's just there's other guys that have been stepping up. Darren Waller stepping up in a major way. Henry Ruggs yesterday, obviously. I mean, there's guys that are stepping up, which is a good thing, but. The way that the Raiders and John Green want to butter their bread is by way of the ground game. They want Josh Jacobs to get out there. They want him to have another 1,000-yard season, and he wants to have another 1,000-yard season, and he can't do that from the sideline. So, uh, would love to see him get out there as healthy as possible, but, the, the I mean, just bottom line, he's not going to ever be 100% healthy until he's off of it for the you know for the offseason. Uh, got a text from... Keith in Sonora, yo Q. I'm here in Sonora, Cali. How can I get a Raider Nation Radio T-shirt? I'd love to rock a shirt. That's from Keith. Uh, we'll, we'll work on something. We'll work on something, Keith. I do appreciate you uh, chiming in. And then we got a text from Dre in San Jose, yo Q. I think Carr heard you talking ish about giving a two quarterback or about quarterback sneaks. Great win again from Raider Dre in San Jose. And that's funny. Derek Carr had two quarterback sneaks on sunday one was on third down third and one and another on fourth and one i believe maybe they're both on third down either way uh it was so funny when he got the second one i said that exact same thing i said he must have heard me on the radio talking about i hate that play that quarterback sneak with Derek carr i just don't like it because he converted it and it was easily it wasn't even close it was so easy it looked like he had been doing it for years and so i don't know if he heard it i don't know if someone in the organization heard it but I immediately thought the same thing. I even tweeted that out, that he must have heard me talking about something. Not that I'm anyone that's going to influence what they do, but it's one of those things, that, oh, well, hey, these guys think we can't do this? I'll show them. <laughs>
1: they hear everything. They tell us during the press conference that they hear everything. Yeah,
0: yeah. We don't hear anything. We don't listen to the outside noise, but they do hear everything. Of course they hear everything. But, no, I, I again, I'm not anyone. It, it does, they don't care what I think at all. But it was just so funny to see – uh, two of those plays converted by Derek Carr when I had gone out of my way to say multiple times <laughs> that I did not.
1: But did like you see that scramble play. where he forgot how to slide
0: and then got drilled and got the and then got the fifteen yard uh, <laughs> yes. penalty as well? Yeah, but yeah, uh, he at least at least this time the the officials threw the flag on him because normally he'd get drilled and they'd just say oh well and let it go. No, this time he actually got the respect to at least get the the flag thrown and uh, the fifteen yard penalty and those are so tough. You know, I'll, I'll say this, man. The NFL makes it so difficult to to really play defense. And I say this because Crosby had a hit on Big Ben that I thought was going to get called. And it wasn't a, a penalty at all. But I thought just because it looked bad that they were going to call it. And they didn't. To their credit, they didn't. But you just never know, man. Some of the some officials are so quick to throw the flag and try to protect the quarterback or any other player. And a lot of times it's not even a penalty. So uh, I'm not saying that the, the car hit wasn't a penalty. I, I thought it was as soon as I, I saw it. But – Again, it's, it's so difficult for these guys that are trying to go 100 miles an hour and try to make a play to all of a sudden pull up and not hit the, the quarterback or anyone else that they can't hit. So it just makes it tough.
1: Speaking of penalties, were you scared at any point that someone was going to get a taunting penalty?
0: Um, not really. That's another penalty that I don't understand is the taunting. I, don't, I mean, this is an emotional sport. I mean, we, we're emotional creatures. I mean, anyone. We're all emotional creatures. Some more than others, Damon. You, uh, you're you a little bit more emotional than most of us. But, you know, we do things that, I mean, I, I, I am emotional on the radio in a good way. Like, I, I, I get fired up because, you know, something good happens. Jim Plunkett's on the phone and, he, you know, he says, hey, that's a great question. I get fired up. And I know that's probably lame, but I do. I get excited. You know, that's just kind of what we do. We're emotional people by nature. Something good happens. That, have you ever sat at the house and watched a football game and saw your favorite team score a touchdown and not get excited? Just sit there and be like, "Oh, that was cool." No, everyone's like gets fired up. So if you make a play, can you imagine? Imagine the excitement you get when you score when when you see a touchdown happen. Now imagine the excitement you would get if you scored that touchdown. Now you tell me you're just going to be a statue and just oh that's cool. You know you know the the old heads. No disrespect. Oh, act like you've been there before. I haven't. I ain't been there before. <laughs> and maybe that guy hasn't either. You know? <laughs> now, maybe if you're an all-pro and you're a pro bowler and you're, you know, on the way to the Hall of Fame, maybe it's not a big deal to you anymore. But some of these young cats, they come up with an interception. Might want to talk a little noise. These are guys that they all grew up with. These are guys that they probably uh, played ball against in, in either college or in in the, in the neighborhood. Or I mean,
1: but also, I'm surprised that they still let them do, like, the after the interception because they did it after the Trayvon Mullen interception. Everybody can still run in the end zone and get their right. poses on, though.
0: Exactly. I actually would rather see that go away. I, I mean, it gets it gets kind of old to see these guys, one interception, then everyone runs to the end zone for a picture or a pose or whatever like that. I'd rather just see the guy who intercepted it, you know, talk a little noise and, and whatever. That's cool. But that whole choreographed stuff, you know, it's like all of a sudden they start doing the electric slide and everything. I don't need to see all that. I can go to the family reunion to see the the electric slide. You know what I mean? I might see the, the electric slide might break out here at the Underground Lounge in a little while. We got the strobe lights. We got the DJ booth. We got the girls. <laughs> That's for sure. We got the party. We can make that happen. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football action here at the Underground Lounge. Come on by. Hang out with us. We got all kind of prizes that we're going to give to you. I'm going to be here. The show's in over at 4, but I'm going to be here for quite a while. And as long as I got prizes, I'm going to be hooking it up. So... Uh, We're going to get ready for Green Bay and Detroit, uh, see who gets the first victory of the season. Uh, When we come back, normally I like to get right into Cover 3, do some NFL news, just kind of take a look around the league. But I know we have a couple patient callers that have been waiting on the Raider Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. We'll get to your calls first, then we'll get into Cover 3. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920.